Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Fantasy, Romance, and Romantic Fantasy. I'm back in my grape barber and with my first cup of coffee. Mm. Oh, is that good? That's my first homemade latte uh, since the beginning of the week. And that's a, uh, yeah, delicious treat. Nothing like the uh, sleeping in your own bed, having your own homegrown latte. Uh, today is, oh, wow, say it with me, Friday. <laughs> I didn't say it right. It's Friday, uh, July 23rd. It so does not feel like Friday to me. David and I were just discussing that, that it's um very strange because, so what I didn't tell you guys, because even though David doesn't listen to the podcast, I didn't want to uh, risk ruining the surprise. So David and I had planned for his birthday, which was Wednesday, to go down to Inn of the Mountain Gods on, uh, which I've talked about before, and I posted some photos and stuff. Um, we were going to go down Tuesday afternoon, stay there Tuesday and Wednesday nights, and come back Thursday morning. And his uh, brother and sister and their spouses decided to surprise him, and they drove down from northern Wyoming. And you guys, it was a total and complete surprise. Uh, they arrived on Monday afternoon. And we went down to Inn of the Mountain Gods that afternoon, got there that evening. They drove all the way from Cheyenne to Santa Fe and got here about uh, 1.30 in the afternoon. And David was out at the time. So I wasn't sure how to do this without tipping him off. But I'm actually very good at keeping secrets. It's, it's one of my superpowers. Which I know is odd because I, I say I blab things. Uh, but I'm and I'm always trying to figure out what I can say and what I can't say. But when I know for sure that I can't say anything about a thing and I don't want to ruin a surprise, I'm I'm quite good at it. So I couldn't do anything like to get ready early. But Monday morning I did tell him to, uh, you know, he was talking about maybe going in doing some driving and stuff. And I said, Oh, you know, since it's your birthday week, why don't you just relax, you know? And he'd mentioned he wanted to do several other chores. And I was like, yeah, why don't you just hang out and do those things and don't worry about driving today. And he was like, Hmm. And so that worked. Um, but he was out at the grocery store when they arrived and I was texting with his brother. So, uh, they hid in the laundry room. And then jumped out with the birthday hats and the noisemakers and yelled surprise. And he was hugely surprised. <laughs> In fact, we were all saying that as we get older, maybe we shouldn't do surprises like that because it was a little much of a surprise. So, uh, so yeah, it was big surprise. And then we had to hurry and get ready. And then we all jumped, all six of us in uh, my sister-in-law's vehicle. Rhonda's car, which I don't remember what kind it was, except it was big. And uh, I'm terrible about remembering makes of cars. And so we drove down there and, and it was great. We had a, just a super fun time. Um, it was beautiful weather. We played 18 holes of golf, all six of us on uh, Wednesday. hung out on the deck at the golf club and had drinks. We had a lot of drinks. There was much drinking. Um, 
and I did a little bit of work here and there, but I had decided ahead of time that I wasn't going to try to keep up with word count when I was there because I knew it would just be more stressful to me than, than just not. <laughs> um, it, it's one thing I'm discovering is that, uh, when everybody else is on vacation, uh, and I'm ostensibly on vacation. If I don't give myself that time off, it um, doesn't work very well. So I did do a little bit of work. I dealt with some stuff with stuff. I, uh, I did finish the next episode of wedded to darkness, which I sent to grace, but she hasn't replied to me on it. So I don't know if she read it or not. Um, but I think I might do a pass on that and get that put up this morning and then I'll get more words. I'm trying, I'm sort of waffling. <coughs> Excuse me. Do I go for get my three K on dragon's daughter, which should be my prioritization. Um, or should I just do this revision of wedded to darkness first so I can get it posted? Thinking short term, just doing the revision and getting it posted makes a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, um, sorry, I started thinking about a couple different things at once, but for a long-term plan, uh, I should prioritize whatever book I'm writing. So I think I should, I think I just answered my own question and I, cause I'm always in favor of making the choice that will lead to the long-term habit. So I'll get my three K on dragon's daughter and then try to get, uh, what it to darkness, just make one more pass through it in case I have any missing words. Maybe I'll poke Grace Darling and see if she's going to read it or what. And then I'll get that posted today. If not tomorrow morning, I think that's a good backup plan. I can always post it on the weekend. Um, yeah. And let's see. Oh yeah. And then meanwhile, agent Sarah has been talking to some traditional editors and we're going to talk on Tuesday. She and I, she's been sending me summations and updates, but apparently they want more of, they really want to see one of my secret projects. And <laughs> I know, I know, but I think now, right now, this is the only secret project. Well, no, that's not true. I lied. There's more than one. I'm sorry. Sorry. Um, I don't, I need to think of a code name for it. That doesn't give it away. Yeah, I, I can't even, it's just gonna have to be the secret project you guys. Um, so anyway, I've written up a small piece of it for Sarah to see and for her to be able to pitch it. So I've got 5,000 words on it and, um, she would like me to have, she said, if I was going to write more pages, that would be the project to focus on. And so I'm considering it. I write more pages, but it would be, she wants like a hundred pages. So, and I've got, um, I think 20 something like that. I always think in terms of word count, what, and I know that most people think in 
most people who aren't writers think in terms of pages. Um, but I did figure it out yesterday that I would need to write about 19,000 more words. I was sort of doing the math on my phone and the car because I was in the very, very back seat and I was reading and I was just thinking about the book I'm reading. I'm reading an interesting book. It was interesting self-published book that I'm really liking. Um, but I don't want to talk about it till I'm done reading it. But I don't know what's wrong with my eye today. So, um, well, I'm a little disjointed. It's probably like all of the days of, of, uh, partying and so forth and not amazing amounts of sleep. Uh, not always restful, right? Um, mom, 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 mom. I don't even remember what I was saying now. My mind just went blank. That's so funny. Oh, deep cleansing breaths. Now I'm going back to, oh, this secret project. Yeah. So yeah, I'd have to write 19,000 more words, which would be a little bit more than a week out of my writing schedule. And I'm trying to decide if I care. Do I care? Um, Sarah really wants me to do it. Um, she wants to get me back in contract. She thinks this could be a big book. It's so funny. And I feel like this is a story of my life. I don't know if this is the story of everyone else's life, but it seems to me that it's very often the project that I don't necessarily care about that other people are interested in. Um, when I was in, so here's an example of this phenomenon. When I was in high school, I was on the speech and debate team and we would do these tournaments every Saturday, pretty much every Saturday. And then it would build up to things like, um, you know, like the state national competitions. And so I did qualify for state twice my junior and senior years, but my coach was always getting frustrated with me because I would not do very well in the competitions where it really mattered. Um, like the one tournament, you know, just like the regular tournament I won was like the rules tournament, which didn't actually count for state qualification or anything else. And I remember he got really aggravated for with me and he's like, you do well when it doesn't matter. <laughs> and to me, I always felt like I did the same. What did I do? Uh, I did interpretation of poetry, um, interpretation of drama. I did duet acting qualified with my duet acting partner, uh, for did we win state? Yes. I think we, I think we, I don't know if we won or if we placed, oh, boy, that's hard to remember. And it meant so much at the time. And anyway, my duet acting partner and I, um, what, Oh, I think we won state. <laughs> um, but then he won also in humor and he could only go to nationals in duet in one. He couldn't go in both and he chose to go in humor, which I totally understood. Uh, although later, and I, I seriously, I had no recriminations. It was like, I think that was just sort of, um, assumed that like if, oh, the family's here to say goodbye. So I'm going to do a pause and then I will be back. Hey everyone. So you could tell by the sun dappling that time has elapsed.
we make a lot of jokes about my husband's family their family name is money m-o-n-e-y yep uh, that they are uh, the the money goodbye the money good goodbye takes a long time <sighs> i made myself another latte so the trick is remembering what I was saying because I think I was talking about speech and debate. Oh yeah, because I was talking about my duet acting partner and how he qualified for nationals uh, in both humor and duet acting. And so he went to nationals and oh, and I was going to say that I think that was kind of understood that all of us who did um, duet things, you know, like debate team and, you know, there were a few events that were duet, but if you qualified on your own thing that that always took precedence. I don't know if he even... I don't think anyone even wrestled over the decision. It was like, oh, well, he qualified in both. And so, of course, he's going in humor. But he told me later that he thought um, that he wished he had done it the other way, that he hadn't gone in humor because he got knocked out fairly early on. And he said, you know, we were so good. We did a scene from The Rainmaker, the barn scene from The Rainmaker. And he was like, you know, we could have won. I said, I should have. I should have just gone with that. But I don't know if our coach would have let him. Anyway, that's all a very long story by way of saying that there's this thing for me that um, the stuff where I'm not really trying <laughs> that hard, maybe it just got fixed in my mind when I was a teenager and it's not real. But um, I think that's an eternal conundrum over. We, I think we believe that if something is difficult, that that produces better quality. And when people talk about um, how do I write fast or how do other people write fast, one of the things that I say to them is that you need to decouple in your mind the connection between that slow is better quality. Because we really do believe that. It's, it's embedded that if you do something slowly, that means it's going to be better. If you do something fast, it's going to be worse. And that's not necessarily true. Those things are not necessarily coupled. I have a hard time shaking the idea that um, when I really care about something that other people don't appreciate in the same way. So that And that was part of it with speech competition is that inevitably, every time when I felt like I had done a really great job, um, I would get lower scores. And when I did not feel like I did a good job, I would get high scores or win. Uh, I don't. I don't understand what that is. Uh, so, so this was sort of a long, long tangent, but that's what we do here at first cup of coffee. I am curious if any of you experience that same syndrome, but yeah, this book that uh, Sarah says all these editors are really interested in uh, that they want me to write. It's a different genre. Um, it is, it is an idea I want to write. I mean, don't get me wrong there. This was something that was, on a list that I gave Sarah a long time ago. It is a story that's near and dear to my heart, but you know, it's sort of like, um, I don't know. It's, it's just funny that this is the thing that people are like, Ooh, Ooh, yes, that's what we want Jeffy to write. And it's like, really, you don't want my, my dragons and my unicorns and my, uh, feisty heroines who defeat everyone with magic. I know you guys want that um, and there are people who do, but it's just, it's just funny how that works. But I also refuse to be that author who I've met many times and uh, wearing many different faces where they complain about, uh, there was this one woman I remember saying, um, 
she was going on and on about how she had written this very successful series with, I don't remember what it was, elves. It wasn't elves, but it was something like that. And, and she's like, all my readers want is more books about these elves. And she said, I'm sick. I'm sick of writing these elves. And so I wrote these books about, I don't know, orcs instead. And nobody wants to read my orc books. And she says, but I'm not going to write any more of those elf books, no matter how much readers ask for it. <laughs> and, and I, this was a while back. I was a, a younger, younger in my career then, but I was like, really? You've got readers clamoring for something and you're by God not going to give it to them because you're offended. I don't know. So I, I promised myself then, and I reaffirmed to myself now that I'm not going to be that author, that if somebody's, you know, very interested in a particular story from me, then, you know, okay. Now, as long as I don't hate writing it, I mean, I guess maybe that's where she was. I, I don't know. It didn't make sense to me the way she was so adamant about hating writing it, but I do think that that's a thing creatively, you know, you can't hate what you're writing. Um, but I do recall, and I've told this story many times that, uh, when I was first shopping my first fantasy romance, not knowing what it was, uh, which became rogues pawn, um, that I, I, I thought that book was going to be big. I thought it was going to be amazing. I thought it was going to be twilight, you know, well, don't we all think that? And then I ended up my first trad sale of any, you know, I, I'd done some short stories and essays and stuff. And I did sell this one science fiction short story, which I don't have published right now. Um, that's the story Pearl. Some of you may have read it, but it doesn't have a happy ever after. So I took it down. Let me write, rewrite it someday. But I felt like Grace and I discussed it and I felt like it wasn't, um, you know, my readers wouldn't be happy with the lack of happy ever after. So I'd sold that, but then for years I tried to sell the book that became Rogue's Pawn. Um, I actually, it was named Obsidian was my title for it, which Jennifer L. Armantrout stole from me. <laughs> Not really. Uh, she just happened to have a book published by that same title, but, uh, Boy, I just keep losing my train of thought today. Um, yeah, I'm a hummingbird. What was I saying about Rogue's Pond? And oh, but then the first book that I actually sold, and it was really a novella, but my first sale was Petals and Thorns because I wrote this in response to a call from Sam Hain uh, back in the day before they folded. Uh, that was, you know, the BDSF. They wanted red hot fairy tales. And I wrote this BDSM Beauty and the Beast and Sam Hain didn't want it for that collection. But then I sent it to um, Lucid and they bought it. And it was that, that got me into my RWA pan. I made so much money on that story, but I'll tell you what, when I got that trad acceptance, um, I burst into tears. I started crying and they were not happy tears. Uh, I cried because I really thought that Rogue's Pond was going to be the thing um, and not my smutty beauty and the beast. So it's a, it's an enduring theme and I haven't decided yet what it means or if it's even a thing or just my perception, but it's a funny thing that the things that 
that we personally care about most and I do hear a lot of artists say this that you know like when people ask what is your favorite book it is almost never the most popular most successful book if you ask grace can you guys guess maybe she said grace's favorite book of hers is entreat me and it's easily her it's one of her least popular yeah so it goes sometimes all right on that note I am going to go get to work um, I will remind you all that first cup of coffee is part of the frolic media podcast network and you will find more podcasts that you love at frolic.media slash podcasts and um, oh well have a fabulous weekend and I will talk to you on Monday take care bye bye.